Here's a thought. What if you woke up to find you'd won $20,000 every month for 20 years? Imagine the possibilities. Set for life from New South Wales Lotteries. Grab an entry in-store or online today. Welcome to the Far Post Perth, powered by Outside90.com. Welcome to the Far Post Perth, brought to you by Outside 90. My name is Donna Jaffray, and joining me today for a one-on-one exclusive is our very own Daniel Garb. Welcome. Thank you, Donna. Nice to be with you. Well, let's get straight into it. Obviously, the news broke today um, about Reese Williams. There was rumours um, over the weekend, and that was closed down. You broke the news today at lunchtime. What are your thoughts on this whole saga? Yeah, well, it looks set to uh, part ways with the club. who was obviously left out of the glory squad to take on Sydney FC, and that prompted some talk of, of interest from, ironically, Sydney during yeah. the game on the Fox Sports course. Now, come to light that uh, you know, Reese and the glory are set to part ways. He doesn't seem to be happy there, and the glory looks like uh, they're happy to grant him his wish to leave the club after he was left out of the squad on the weekend. And, of course, he was left on the bench in an earlier game as well. So right. things haven't been going too well there at the club in a, a number of areas. This is another indication of that. And, uh, I mean, it's a shame because he obviously came to the glory as a marquee signing when he was announced in April as sort of the marquee player behind the, the rebranding of the club as a, as a WA State club, if you like. And it looks like, you know, five months after signing for the club, they could be ready to part ways. Obviously, there's water that needs to go to the uh, There's transfers that needs to be, need to be arranged. He's under contract uh, at the moment until the end of the season. But... You know, I think it looks like come January, uh, he could be uh, headed for a new club the way things are at the moment, and that would be a shame. Yeah, it's a huge shame. A lot of people are saying that he was actually on a two-year deal, but now um, things are backtracking and saying it's on one-year deal. So you're saying that he has an option to leave once his contract ends or in the January transfer? My understanding is he's on a one-year contract with an option to extend okay. to play more than 20 games this season. So, with yeah, he's under contract. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if the glory is happy for him to go and he wants to leave, then I'd imagine they'd try to find an arrangement come January should another club uh, put in a bid for his services or they'll come to a, a mutual termination of his contract. But, uh, yeah, he's got a one-year deal at the moment. Which is something that a lot of WA supporters um, over over here hate hearing is by mutual consent because they feel like they're getting failed by the club every time that comes out. They're just losing players. The going trend is they lose a player over here, they go play for another club, and then they start to flourish, e.g. like Brandon O'Neill, which they were hoping to get back here. Do you know if they've got any uh, replacements lined up in order if they do lose Reese? Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, they might be thinking about it now. This only really started coming to light on the weekend. And they've obviously, unfortunately, got bigger issues to deal with there at the moment. Mainly their on-field boys the Perth Glory. So I doubt they would have lined anyone else up. They've got a deep squad, of course, which is why there's so much uh, criticism of the way the Perth Glory are going right now because they should be doing a lot better. So they have got the players to deal with an departure from Bruce Williams. But, you know, they want to be challenging for up uh, for the top four and, and winning titles of Perth Glory. That's what certainly was uh, builds for them in the preseason. And that was on the premise of a player like Reese Williams finding his best. And, yeah. you know, at 28 years of age, he's still got good football left in him. And uh, there's no reason why if he finds a club where it does all click, 
you can get back to a very high standard at the moment. It doesn't look like happening at the Perth Glory where there are clearly problems. Yeah, it just seems to be something going on over there because you look at the team on paper and if you're an opposing club, you say it's a very strong uh, very strong squad and a lot of people said that at the start of the season. Uh, but things just don't seem to be gelling. The formation keeps changing. Do you think that's impacting it? Do you think that there's something else going on within the players' camp or do you just think it's they're just not gelling at the moment? They don't seem to be united, simple as that. I mean, yeah. when you've got that much quality on paper and you play like they did against Newcastle, and perform in that manner on that night. They don't seem to be on the same page of the United dressing room. And, you know, you can read into what Kenny Lowe and Ross group have said after that game as well. They both commented on the fact that, you know, everyone needs to have a good hard look at themselves. Do we want to throw the season away? That suggests that people aren't doing what the club would like them to do. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, and apply themselves in that manner. And then, okay, Sydney FC is obviously the best team in the competition right now. And the glory looked a lot better early on, up 1-0. But then it falls apart so easily. No, the Sydney SC were just attacking at will and scoring with ease. And when that happens again, why did the glory drop their bundle so easily? There's a lack of spirit and togetherness there right now, which is a, a real worry. Yeah, it is. Well, let's move on to something a little bit different. The A-League expansion. It's big talks at the moment. We've all been wanting it to happen. Mark Bosnich came out and said that he thinks that there should be four teams not to as planned like the FFA have said. What are your thoughts on that? Do you agree with Mark or do you agree with the steps that the FFA are taking? No, I think uh, two in two years' time and then another two, maybe two years after that's probably the best way to go about it or even a season after that. I think four at once is a bit much. That's just me. I certainly respect and value Bozza's opinion. And what I like about Bozza is He's talking about the premise of being bold, being ambitious, and that's fine. For me, it would be two teams straight away. Let them settle in. Let them be of a high enough quality in terms of getting players, and then maybe two teams the season after that or two years after that. Um, so that would be the way that I'd prefer to see them go about it. The bigger issue right now with expansion is the criteria. Sure. Um, you know, There's so many bids flying in from all over the country. There's been about you know 10 or so <laughs> reported consortiums that are keen on being part of the A-League, how does the, the FFA then filter them down? What's sure. the criteria? What standards do they have to meet? Those are things we still don't know yet, and it seems to be very muddy, those waters on those sorts of issues. So hopefully that will come to light soon. But overall, it's exciting. So many consortiums want to be a part of the A-League, and two new teams will be coming in for the 2018 season. And what are your thoughts? Obviously, South Melbourne is one of the biggest names that everyone is talking about, them joining the A-League. What are your thoughts on that? I'm all for it. They've got the base there. They've got the supporters do you think that we should be going for a club that's already that's already got their base, or do you think we should do something like Western Sydney and create a completely new team with a new foundation? I'd love to see South Melbourne in there one day. The issue I've got with South Melbourne, though, is that you know, we do have problems with the amount of supporters that Melbourne City has. Yep. We've already got a wonderful derby there. I think Melbourne City's got the platform to keep on growing. I'd be worried about fracturing that right now with another new club coming in in Melbourne. Sure. I'd like to see Melbourne City gathering supporters and getting crowds of 15,000 every week and getting closer to the numbers that Victory has before we start with another club in Melbourne. So that would be my goal there. Another team in Sydney I'm concerned about as well because you've already got uh, already got four in New South yeah. Wales right now. Five teams in New South, New South Wales and he seems a little bit much. I'm worried about that, but I wouldn't be too disappointed if that was the case because there is another little catchment there in the uh, the Shire for, uh, for a team to come forward. I like another team out of Queensland. And sure. uh, look, I'd love ideally the Tasmanian bit to come through. There are concerns there about the amount of corporate support they can garner, the amount of fans they can garner to games. I understand the, the worries there and we'll wait and see what happens in that regard 
terms of criteria being met, as we uh, discussed before. But another team in Queensland, I'm not altogether against another team in Perth. I think the glory yeah. needs a bit of a kick up the backside. And I think another team in Perth might just fire up some of those dormant Perth glory fans. Great, a big derby there. It's a big football community. I don't mind another team in Western Australia. Yeah, a lot of talks um, regarding another team. There's a lot of pros and cons to it, but we were discussing it last week that it'd be good to have someone south of the river. Whether you reach out to Fremantle, or you go into the Capman of you know Mandra down that way, that would be great. But then there's a lot of people here against it, saying that Glory really aren't flourishing. You know, they have had their biggest seasons of membership um, this year, which is great. But no one seems to be very pro another Perth team like yourself. Yeah. So you have to look at what happened with Sydney FC and the Wanderers on that, Donna. I mean, yep. a lot of concerns when the Wanderers came out. People said, oh, Sydney FC haven't hit you know, their straps yet. And it's going to take away from them. All it did was kick Sydney FC to another level. The Wanderers gathered a lot of supporters. Sydney FC went, hang on, this is a worry for us. They went out and got Alessandro Del Piero. Their supporters grew. Look at now. They're sitting seven points clear at the top of the table. Yep. I think another team in Perth might actually fire the Perth glory up. It might get a lot of those... Perth Glory supporters from the golden era to come out and say, hang on, now my team's being challenged. I'll go out and support the Glory a bit more. Maybe absolutely. it'll grow in all areas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've, I'm on the same page as you when it comes to that. And a lot of a lot of other people I do speak to, but then obviously there's a lot of negative vibe towards that. But you make very valid points. Obviously, the new stadium is being built over here in Perth. There was talks about Glory hosting um, a game there as an opening test event. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's something that could be successful for the guys over here? That would be ideal. I mean, you know, the opening game in that arena is going to be sensational. I think ultimately you'd love to have an international event. The Socceroos, I think, playing in Perth for that would be, would be great. But if the Glory can host it, it would be wonderful. I mean, you get a massive crowd because people want to experience the new stadium at the first time of asking. Oh, uh, how good would that be? I think if the glory can snare that, fantastic. Absolutely. Now, just to sidetrack a little bit, the broadcasting deal that has been floated around, just in a quick nutshell, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think we're heading in the right direction? Yeah, I mean, there's some talk that uh, the reports on the weekend of a $200 million deal, which would be around $60 million a season, is a bit short of their estimations. Uh, I think that'll get boosted when a free-to-air partner comes in. Yep. Once the big bash is organised and a free-to-air partner will probably be arranged and that'll kick another 10 to 15 million in and then we'll probably get up to a pretty good level. I think the announcement's imminent. Talk Sports will be the major partner and we'll have a free-to-air component, which will be a huge for the game. So watch the space. It wouldn't surprise me if that is announced probably this week. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let's just talk about you before we wrap up. You're obviously a favourite over here in WA, a Perth boy living the dream that most people would envy. What do you think your key to success was? <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, the way some of the Perth Glory fans have a go at me on Twitter, oh. I'm not sure that I'm the favourite son there at all. I've been a bit from the Glory fans lately, but that's all right. Um, oh, I don't know. I'm just a guy who loved my football, loved watching the Glory back in the day, loved the Socceroos, loved Premier, the Premier League and, and Liverpool. And, uh, you know, I worked hard to, uh, to try and make a career in the media and then got some lucky breaks and managed to land up in the UK and at Fox Sports. So delighted to, uh, to have experienced that. Still very much a Perth boy and a Glory fan at heart, though. Oh, well, um, I think the reason they could be having a go at you is because you just admitted on air that you're a Liverpool supporter. That could sway <laughs> them the other way. Look, and also, just quickly, you're, in a previous interview, I think it was about four years ago, you said that interviewing Joey Barton was one of your most favourite interviews. Has that changed? No, it hasn't. That was oh, one of the, uh, the wow. great chats that I had. He's, um, 
I know that a lot of people just like Joey Bard, and I'll always have a soft spot for him because of that interview. I saw a real open and uh, intriguing side to him, and he's got some rough edges to him, and I don't yep. make any apologies for that or excuse him for that, and he deserves criticism for that. But, you know, there's a good egg in there on some days as well. I'd love to see him in the A-League. I think he'd be a wonderful sort of marquee player. I think he'd play at a high level, but I think he'd, he'd be uh, a media gem as well. But, you know, in the interview I did with him, he spoke to me about, you know, his relationship with Mark Viduka, and he, he had a quote along the lines of, you know, Viduka and I would talk about a range of issues from, you know, drug legalisation to the Croatian war. Wow. And how much he loved Mark Viduka. Now, which sort of players give you that sort of insight? So, You'll always have a, a fond place in my heart as a result. Oh, that's that's awesome. Now, just lastly, to wrap it up, what it, what do you think, what can you say to the Perth Glory fans? Because obviously the minute something goes down over here, everyone starts to get on their high horse, anti-glory. What What's your message to the guys over here just to keep believing and so uh, forth? Yeah, stick with them. Look, there are some very good people at that football club. You've got a wonderful CEO in Peter Philopolis. Yeah. I think he does a fantastic job. I think you know, there's been problems with the chairman over the journey that are well documented. But, you know, Tony Sage has taken a bit of a backseat this season. Peter Philopoulos has been at the fore. I think that's working well. And you've got good eggs there in the dressing room as well. They're just not clicking together. Yeah. So Rick Williams is a good person. So is Adam Taggart. So is Roston Griffith. For some reason, it's just clashing at the moment. And I'd like to think that they'll be able to sort it out under a very good manager in Kenny Lowe. Have some faith. Obviously, you've got reason to boo and be disenchanted and you're more than welcome to voice your opinion but you know have some faith that it'll turn around because there's quality and good people there perfect and who do you who's your tip to win the championship this year with in the a-league uh, sydney fc are obviously the front runner but i still think the victory now well, my pre-season tip and the way they're going right now i'll stick with them i still think their attack of barisha mm. rojas See, I, I knew I liked you for a reason. I knew, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I think there's some serious quality in attack. And I think when the uh, the whips are cracking at the end, yeah, that combination and their front four might just be too good for the rest. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Daniel. You can find us on the Far Post Perth and Outside 90. Thanks for listening to the Far Post Perth, powered by Outside90.com. Here's a thought. What if you woke up to find you'd won $20,000 every month for 20 years? Imagine the possibilities. Set for life from New South Wales Lotteries. Grab an entry in-store or online today.